everyone. Today we're talking about toxic positivity. This is the You Don't Own Me podcast, and I'm Juliana J. So a lot of people, when they hear this phrase, toxic positivity, they think those two words don't go together. I mean, positive is positive and toxic is not, you know. So what are you even saying? But they do go together when you're talking about a certain way of interacting. So toxic positivity is... For example, say you're feeling very upset about something, you're maybe angry or very, very sad, and you go to someone and you tell them your situation and their response is, oh, don't worry about that. It'll blow over. Why are you worried about that? That's silly. You shouldn't be worried about that. Um what? I don't understand how you could be upset by that. You should just be happy. It'll blow over. You know, oh, well, I'm experiencing something so much worse than that. And I survived. So you will too. Uh, Well, in my day, it was this, it was much worse than it is now. So I can't even believe you're complaining. Those types of responses are considered toxic positivity. Why? Because when somebody comes to you with a problem and your response is to don't worry, just be happy or don't acknowledge that you feel sad or mad or upset about this, you're shutting down the conversation for the person to get help. You're shutting down the the emotional conversation the person is trying to have and then and therefore they can't get any help, whether they're coming to you to seek the help or whether they're coming to you for some affirmation to go seek further help. But you're stopping that process and that over time can aid to more serious mental illness like anxiety or depression because there is no framework for that person to seriously discuss their feelings that aren't positive or happy. And it's important to realize that human beings are not always, you know, good vibes. We're all vibes. All vibes exist in a, in a human being, you know. Sometimes we're happy and sometimes we're sad and sometimes we're devastated and sometimes we're angry. We're all we're everything, you know, being well rounded in all of the emotions is the goal, not only being positive. Those people, those good vibe people, uh, they're discounting these this whole other rainbow of emotions that make up a human being and when you shut that down you are not having empathy for the person you know you are just stopping the conversation case in point uh, once I was at a dinner with a bunch of people and uh, there are various people there and somebody asked me how I was doing and I said Instead of the usual, you know, in our society, we're really, how are you doing? Oh, fine. Oh, great. That's great. Blah, blah, blah. Regardless of how you truly feel, right? You just say fine. But in this particular occasion, I didn't say fine. I said, yeah, I have really been struggling with depression 
for the past year and it's been really, really hard. And this is one of the first times I've been out really in a public situation since then. And the person that asked me just stared at me. They didn't have any conversation at all. And then they, and no one at the table said anything to me except for these two people I was sitting next to who said after, like there was this moment of silence and then everybody just went back to talking about, remember when we did this and how fun it was, blah, blah, blah. And I was just sitting there. And then the person next to me said, the two people next to me said, I hear you. I understand what you're going through. Um, Let us know if you need help. You know, so what two responses there? Two very different responses. One, saying nothing and then just changing the subject to something fun and happy did not provide a space of any understanding or empathy. The other people who just said one sentence, just one sentence. Just let me know. I heard you. I hear you. I'm here for you. What do you need? Whereas the other people were like, I don't want to hear that. I don't hear you. And don't bring it up again. So that's what we're talking about with toxic positivity. And we all do it at times. We misjudge how upset people actually are. Or we or maybe it's somebody who is constantly angry at stuff and we get desensitized to their anger over time. And we may sing, say things like, you know, it's okay or don't. Parents do it a lot. I do it as a parent a lot. Like, uh, uh, you know, one of my kids will come to me with something and my response will be, don't worry, you got this, you know, it'll work out, blah, 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 blah. You know, and I've been really trying to, before I say something encouraging, I acknowledge that I hear you. I hear you. It's hard. I understand. This is upsetting. I agree with you 100%. What do you want to do about it? Okay, let's do that. I will support you in that. And that's um, how I'm trying to go about that conversation now rather than just, Oh, you know, everybody goes through this at that age and just do this because that is not acknowledging that the person is having a problem or an issue. You're just passing it off as like, oh, we live in, you know, fun time land where everything great happens. And even though this bad thing is happening to you, that's keeping you up at night and and making you feel horrible about yourself. Um, it's really just all rosy. So let it go. You know, you can't just do that. Sometimes you need people to empathize with you and you need to be able to talk it out. And when people just shut you down with some toxic positivity, there's no place for that conversation to go. It's dead in the water, you know? So some things you could say instead are, are like, I hear what you're saying. I don't really know how to help you, but I will do whatever you need and I will listen to anything you have to say and we'll work on this together. Or you could say, I'm so glad you told me this. I'm so sorry you're going through this. What can I do to help you? Or you could say, I know it's not great to feel like this. I know it's very upsetting. 
I hear you. I hear what you're saying. I will listen to everything you say and I'll help you figure out what to do. Or if you don't want me to help you, I will listen to you and I will pay attention and I love you. You know, sometimes even just a hug. If somebody says something to you, you don't know how to respond to it. I'm so sorry you're feeling like this. And a hug, a hug means a lot, you know, or anything, even like, you know, putting your hand on their hand or whatever you need to do. If it's a safe space to do that, obviously you don't want to invade people's personal space if they don't enjoy hugging or touching of any kind, right? But, you know, just, I hear you, I'm here for you. I know that you're upset and we'll figure out what the next steps are or whatever it is, you know? Whatever it is, you know, sometimes it's just hearing the person. They don't want next steps. And it's really listening to them and having empathy for them that will help them through this time. So much more than if you just said, don't worry about that. Everybody goes through that. That's just a phase. That does not help anyone with anything. That is just shutting them down and how they feel. Instead, it could be something like, you know, oh, I don't, I don't know exactly how you feel because even if you went through the same stage, you don't know how they feel. You only know how you felt during that time. So you don't know how they feel. So instead of switching the conversation like, oh, I know how you feel because I went through this and this is how I felt and this is what I did and me, 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 me and me and I, you know, we're all guilty of this too, myself as well. Like, oh yeah, I understand how you feel because I've been through that as well, but you don't really, right? So you should change the language to, I don't know exactly how you feel, but I do know you don't feel great about it. And I do want to hear how you feel and know what you're going through and may and help you if I can. I, I could rely on what I know about it personally, but I want to hear your story and what you're going through and how you feel, you know, don't flip it to yourself. You can, Later on, if you have some advice, like, yes, well, when I was going through my divorce, I remember feeling lost about this. And here's what I did about it. I don't know if that'll work for you or maybe something else will work for you. What do you think you need? You know, it's bringing it back to that person. If you're going to interject with little something about yourself and, um, I think we all work on this. I work on this. I do it. Everyone does it. Everyone do has some toxic positivity sometimes because they really just don't understand or they're too busy to deal with it right now. Or the person is always coming to you with problems and you're feeling like that conversation is a bit unbalanced. And so you're feeling like you're not heard, you know, and you respond with toxic positivity to the person because they aren't hearing you in your mind. And that's a different conversation. You need to have a conversation with that person about the one-sidedness that you're feeling. And they should not 
respond with positive negativity by saying like, oh, you're overreacting. No, that's what I mean. You're not heard when somebody is just spewing out positive negativity. Or like there are some people out there in the world who think that, um, you know, maybe they're on a spiritual journey of some kind or on a journey to find themselves. And they've gotten to a place where they feel like um, they should just always be positive. They should always be positive. This is what's going to get them through life. They were too negative before, you know, maybe, maybe they were too negative before and they swung all the way over onto the other side of the pendulum. And now they're over here where they're always happy. You know, there's never any moment in between. They're up here being happy now because they were in the depths and now they're going to just be happy. And that's how they're going to get out of it. That's how they're going to cure themselves. That's how they're going to conduct their life now. And they haven't really found the middle zone, which is where you, I mean, sometimes you can be high as the sky, happy as fuck, blah, blah, blah. But you don't stay there 24 hours because, you know, what is true happiness then at some point? If you're always faking the happiness, because you will be faking it if you're, you know, like only, only um, happiness here, only good vibes, only blah, blah, blah. You know, at some point you are going to feel sad, angry, horrified, uh, scared, um, all these hosts of other emotions that are not acceptable. You are going to feel that because that is the human experience. We all feel all those emotions as part of the human experience. And if you start shutting down your emotions so that all you have is positive, you're not allowing yourself to be empathetic and compassionate towards the people that you love. The same is true if you if you decide you're just going to be this angry person, like anger is where you stay most of the time. And you might laugh once in a while or whatever, but you're, you know, your homeostasis place is being frustrated with everything. You are shutting down the rest of the emotions that allow you to have empathy and compassion for the people that you love and society in general. If we want to make the world a better place, we need to all start being more kind, compassionate, empathetic and loving towards one another. And it starts individually with each one of us. So you need to find a place where all those emotions can exist. And when somebody comes to you with something, you can come to them in a caring way, meeting them where they are and trying to really genuinely listen to what they have to say. I guarantee you that when somebody comes to you with a problem or an issue, that is causing them grief, anger, stress, anxiety. They've worked up to coming to tell you. It's not like they just decide like, oh my gosh, I'm getting a divorce. I'm just going to go tell everyone. No, no. They sit with it forever inside of themselves being just horrified, being sad out of their minds, being just devastated, being broken, being on the floor in the fetal position, being not being able to get out of bed, being like, how did I not measure up? You know, feeling insecure, not knowing who they are. It's a total like 
um, it's a total identity crisis when something big like that happens in your life. You were once defined as this, and now you're not that. So what are you? You know, it's so huge for a person and they're dealing with all of this by themselves. And no one talks about that. You know, no one says, oh, when you go through divorce, you know, you're going to lose yourself and that's going to be really hard and you're going to lose your own identity and you'll probably lose friends. And, you know, but if you need to do it, you need to do it. Let's let's get through this together. You know, how what are we going to do? Instead, you hear like, oh, that I'll just divorce that jerk and that'll be great. And I'll live happily ever after and blah, blah, blah. You hear all this stuff that's like not true. It's too positive. You know, it's like no one's talking about how, well, people are talking about it, but in general, people are not talking about how incredibly devastating events are in life. Even things like not getting the grade you wanted on a test or not getting the job you wanted or, you know, those things chip away at somebody's self-esteem. There's a little moth in here. You can probably see it go by every once in a while. Um, that they, it chips away at who they are as people over time if they can't talk about it. And if they go to somebody and they say, you know, I am, I am having a really hard time with this class. I think I'm going to fail it. I'm not blah, blah, blah. And um, people are like, oh, buck up. And then they have something else happening like, oh, and then I also didn't get this job. Or maybe they haven't gotten like three jobs in a row that they've interviewed for or something that really chips away at your self-esteem. And to be, have that be happening to you at the same time, people are like, big deal. You'll get another job. They just don't, you know, don't worry about it. They don't know how great you are, whatever. Even though people have, are well-intentioned by saying that stuff, they're not leaving a space for you to go, I feel like shit about myself now. Now what do I do? You know, they're not, they're not helping you to grow from the experience or just allowing you to be bummed. You know, I'm bummed I didn't get that job. I'm bummed I haven't gotten the last three jobs I've applied for. Why don't, what should I do? You know, that whole conversation never happens because people shut it down with this, you know, just off the cuff positivity that we're all supposed to just buck up and, you know, like just deal with all this crap, like that whole you know, cowboy up thing. No, can't people just be human beings? Can't we cry? Can't we be sad? Can't we be angry? Can't we be devastated? Can't we be frightened? Can't we be scared? Can't we be unsure? Can't we be all these things? You know, why are we pushing ourselves well, well beyond the human realm of what is beautiful? to just be like tougher than the next person. I'm not even, I, it just ruins so many relationships. You're too busy being like tough and, you know, the toughest person out there. You are missing out on beautiful aspects of life and being like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm just happy all the time. Everybody loves me and everybody wants to hang out with me and blah, blah. Is that really you? 
Because I don't think so. I don't think anyone is really that. You have to have the highs and the lows and everything in between. You can't just be this happy-go-lucky, everything's fabulous person because that's inauthentic and everybody sees it, you know? And uh, it's very important not to deny suffering. If you're denying the suffering of others, you are not allowing dialogue about things that might even be taboo. If somebody comes to you with their suffering around mental illness, depression, and you don't acknowledge it or say anything or hear them, you're denying their suffering in the moment and thus you're elevating the problem. You're antagonizing the problem. You're not helping them at all. You're just telling them, I don't really care. Can you just be happy for my party? You know, like that, that's, it's not compassionate or empathetic. It's, you're not helping anyone with those, with that type of response to people. And I think that's really for the essence of what I think. I just think that that's the problem with positive toxicity. I also think our culture here in the United States, if you are happy and positive all the time, you're a weirdo, you know, and you, you have to have this like, you know, I have to like look on uh, social media, like I'm having a party all the time. Like I have tons of friends, like, oh, now I'm on vacation. Oh, look, I'm out in the sunshine. Oh, look, I got a promotion. Oh, look at me having this fabulous time out at happy hour. Oh, here I am at the lake, you know? Um, it's not true. And because society just wants everybody in this happy bubble, why, why do they want that? Is it because we'll go to work more if we're, you know, we're not going to stay home and take a mental health day if something's bad because we're supposed to be projecting how everything's fabulous all the time? Is that what it is? Is it like people can't handle the other sides of emotions because we've made it all so taboo? You can't talk about it. You know, are are we supposed to be inhuman on some level? Like we're just denying all these things, the, the whole gamut of being human, you know? Um, and so we don't have language for it because society really wants us to just be all happy all the time. If you're not happy, you're not worth hanging out with. Nobody wants to be with you. You're just going to be alone, you know? Um, and I think that perpetuates that and it closes doors for conversation that is really, really important. And so that I hope next time somebody comes to you with something, you use some of those phrases I said before, like, wow, I hear you. That sounds horrible. I don't really know what to say, but I'm here for you. And I will listen to anything else you have to say. And if you need my help, I will help you. Or um, I don't know how you feel, but I'm here to understand and help you. What do you need? And uh, I'll listen to anything you have to say. And so on, you know, and of course, if, if someone is very very uh, depressed or suicidal or something like that, seek professional help immediately. Seek some help immediately, you know, 
sometimes being authentic with somebody, not having toxic positivity, but meeting them where they are is a matter of life and death. If you do not hear people when they are crying out for help, because it is more important to be to project an image of positivity rather than help someone in their time of need, you are doing so much damage. It, it stacks on top of each other. If the person's never heard, never heard, never heard, never heard, they could get to a place of such self-hatred or despair or uh, depression or a whole host of other things, you know, not being valued, not having self-value or self-worth, just a whole host of issues that can lead down the road of suicide. And if you aren't acknowledging people's true emotions about things, you are denying their ability to be human and you are stopping them from getting help. So that's my spill on um, toxic positivity. You know, don't swing to the other side of the pendulum and think you can't be positive anytime. You can give people positive encouragement, but first try to listen to their despair. First, try to understand what they're going through. First, hear them. Hear them. Don't take their pain away and make it yours so you can redirect the conversation to yourself and help them figure out what to do. And if they want your positivity, then you can offer it in a genuine way. Don't use any of those phrases or discount how they feel because in your day it was different or, you know, well, I went through college and I survived and I went through divorce and I survived and, you know, my mom died and I'm still here, you know, shut up. That's not, nobody wants to hear that ever. That should never be part of your language moving forward. Don't do it ever. Instead, I am so sorry for your loss. Oh my gosh, that's, that is so hard. What do you need? Do you need, do you need help? Do you need something? Do you just want to ear to talk? I'm always here to listen. I'll listen to anything you have to say. I'm so very, very sorry. I will help you in any way possible. That's really ultimately what people want to hear. You know, if you can't help them in any way possibly or any of that, you can say whatever you need to say or say something very minimalist, like, uh, I hear you. I'm here to listen to what you have to say. I don't know what to do, but you, we're in this together. Or whatever you need to say. Do not discount it because it's important that we all allow each other to have our emotions and to be there with them and to experience them. But we also need people to help us not go down the rabbit hole of some deep sadness that could lead to something worse. So be kind, my friends. 
be a sympathetic ear, have empathy, and be good to one another. I love you. I support you. And I'll see you next time.